last week, uh, you know, we weren't here, uh, my wife and I, and the reason why, because we were kind of like quarantined. Uh, my, uh, my daughter uh, was, uh, she had tested COVID just before she left to go back to Texas, and she was all sick, and, and she was she was she was um, uh, she was bad, and so you know of course we we figured you know don't chance it you know uh, coming and uh, and so and, you know my daughter got better and uh, she went back to Texas and we we just waited our time and then I think it was Thursday we we took the COVID test right and and we went over the instructions three times <laughs> three times okay read it again honey read it again read it again and you know and we did you know did the swab you know on your nose and stuff like that and we were negative thank you jesus we were negative amen no COVID. and so i call up pastor uh gabriel and i told him hey i'm negative this is good you'll preach sunday go yes <laughs> Of course, you know, and then uh, that was Thursday, and then Friday I had uh, um, a uh, uh, a dentist appointment at three. I go, oh, dog, and I, and and so you know, it's it's all the way in Hawthorne. Went to Hawthorne and, and got in there, and and our teeth, and uh, my dentist was really happy with my teeth. and says, hey, you're doing good. And I go, yeah, it's an electric brush that I have, you know, and and then I, he said, well, keep doing that, and then uh, afterwards, I went to my uh, my grand my granddaughter and and her hubby, amen, they invited us over to dinner after the dental appointment, and I'm thinking, okay, Lord, Drop it in. What is it that you want me to talk about today? Amen. I mean, that's Sunday. Talk, you know, drop it in. And, he, and, uh, and so uh, comes Saturday, he had dropped something in, in my heart. And I, I worked all day and all day and night. And, and you know, it, I, I looked older by, the next, by this morning. I was older. I looked at I go, oh my gosh, these lines. I, I, started, I started looking like the mummy. Amen. <laughs> you don't want to see me in the morning, man. <laughs> Woo! Man. But the thing is, is that what the Lord, again, you know, uh, it may not be that long, but I have something from the Lord. But to, to begin first is that I need to say some grandfather jokes. Amen. Okay? What did one candle say to the other candle? I'm going out tonight. <laughs> it never gets better, though, right? What kind of locomotive needs a tissue? A choo-choo train. <laughs> and this is forever, huh? It's online. Ooh, <laughs> Just shut it off. Amen. Well, but why did the computer get glasses? To prove his website. Website, get it? Site? Okay, one more. And I know you guys would get this one. Okay. What is a bunny's favorite music? 
Hip hop, yes, yes, amen, give him, amen. All right, that has nothing to do with the sermon, amen, not at all. But that's the grandfather's joke, amen. This month's sermon series is on discipleship. And one of the definitions that Pastor Jeremy uh, gave last week about discipleship is that discipleship is helping others to grow and mature in Christ. And I say amen to that. And that led me to the thought that with discipleship, basically, you need disciples. And the Webster's Dictionary definition of of a disciple comes with two explanations. One who follows the teaching of another, and one who accepts and assists in spreading the doctrine of another. Now, ever wondered how Jesus, with so many people around him, settled with settled with just those 12 disciples? Well, I felt, this evening I felt led by the Lord to answer that. So let's begin with prayer. Father, thank you. Thank you for your presence. Thank you, Lord God. We don't take the time that we have lightly. We come, Lord God, to hear you. Lord God, to whisper in our hearts exactly what, Lord God, we need to hear. You know us, Lord God. We came to hear you in Jesus' name. Amen. And so, uh, how, uh, why did Jesus settle with those disciples? Well, let's begin with his ministry. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 23, it, it, it describes the, the, the beginning of Jesus' ministry. And it goes, and it reads this. Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. News about him spread as far as Syria, and people soon began bringing to him all who were sick, and whatever their sickness or disease, or if they were demon-possessed or epileptic or paralyzed, he healed them Oh, oh, thank you, Jesus. When Jesus uh, started his ministry, you can say it really took off. Amen. The the word says that he was preaching and teaching. Every every time he went to a city, he went to a synagogue, or, or actually anywhere, he sat down where people just start drawing to him. It was, it, it was the anointing uh, that he had uh, in his preaching, in his teaching. They heard things that they, that they had never heard before, and, and he, he preached with authority in John chapter 7 verse 45 it, it talks about the about the Pharisees and the chief uh, priests they sent officers to arrest Jesus because uh, Jesus was getting pretty popular amen and so the the Pharisees the chief priests they were jealous and they wanted him out of the circuit and so they sent these men you know uh, you know to uh, I wa- hey I want you to arrest Jesus so they went in verse 45. Then the officers came to the chief priests and the Pharisees who said to them, well, why have you not brought him? And the officers answered, no man ever spake like this man. 
He spoke with divine authority. So as he started his ministry, the most notable of all, the word says that he healed. He healed every kind of disease and illness. In Mark chapter 3, verse 7, listen to it. Jesus went out to the lake with his disciples. Could you imagine him going to the lake? Amen. And as soon as Jesus went to the lake, the, the Bible says, and a large crowd followed him. It was just a, it was a draw on him. Amen. They followed him. They came from all over Galilee, Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem, and Downey, and no, not really, uh, from east of the Jordan River. And even as far north as Tyre and Sidon, the news about his miracles has spread far and wide. And vast numbers of people came to see him. It was not only the preaching of the word that keeps you spellbound. Friends, when you preach the word, when, when, even when you're witnessing or you're saying something to, to somebody and the anointing of God comes on you, people will listen. He'll listen more than 30 seconds because usually that's all you got when you're witnessing this to people because after 30 seconds, they'll go like this. Oh, man, will this guy shut up, you know. But when the anointing is on you, friend, they'll listen to you. Amen. It's that anointing that comes upon you. Amen. That, that, is, that, that comes from heaven. Amen. And uh, so when the miracles begin to happen, the news of it spread far and wide. The news of his miracles, why? Because the people that were being healed, they went home. Uh, you know, they went home and, and, and they couldn't believe it. Even a leper, amen, when he went home, everybody was going, hey, you stay on site. No, hey, I'm, I'm healed. Take off those old clothes, man. You're not coming in here, but I'm healed, amen. And, and the fact that, that they, the miracle of blind eyes, even the, the blind mind, uh, you know, Bartimaeus, you know, he, he went home and, 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 and what he told them, what Jesus did, with Jesus, the kind and compassionate. Amen. I was sitting on the curb, and the crowd passed me by. And I go, who is that? That's Jesus. And he cried out, Jesus. And Jesus was passing them by. And he yelled out, Jesus. Sometimes you just got to get a hold of Jesus. Sometimes you do have to, in desperation. Sometimes you have to be desperate of what you want, what you need in your life. Sometimes you need to cry out, Jesus, man. Because sometimes, uh, you know, we, go, oh, you know we, we get so used to this, this Christianity stuff uh, that we forget, the, amen, the passion. We forget that, you know, what, what, what had happened to us, amen. When the miracles, amen, the news spread far and wide. You know, when the miracles are, are in this place, in this place, amen, this whole city will be drawn. As a matter of fact, there are miracles in here. You're a miracle. You are a miracle. You are a miracle. Amen. I remember you too, amen. <laughs> I remember you too, but when you got married, amen, you, you know, the Holy Ghost got on you. I, I'm talking about Tino and Amaret, amen. 
They shouldn't have gotten married. Amen. Amen. But the Lord did a miracle upon their lives. Amen. And they knew that that was the next step for their lives. Amen. The miracles that happen in your life, friend. Amen. No matter what you have to do to remember. Amen. Once I was filled with sin. Amen. Once I was blind. And when you tell that to people, they wake up. They, they're saying, well, what happened? Hey, man, I, I just went, you know, I, I, I heard Jesus speak. He was having class by example, not by protocol. There wasn't a method. There wasn't a three-step. Jesus didn't do three. Okay, I got to do step one, step two, step three, and then the miracle happens. He didn't do that. He touched people. He, he, uh, you know, depending on the situation, depending on the situation, he, uh, he touched people. He even said a word. A centurion came and said, my slave, you know, is, is, is sick. Can you heal him? He said, Yes. Yes, I can. I'll go. He said, no, 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 no. Don't go to my house. I'm not worthy for you to come to say the word because I know, amen, I'm a man of authority. And when I say to one slave, go, he goes, amen. And so I know you are an authority. Just speak your word. And Jesus was amazed. And he, that slave was healed at that moment. He was healed at that moment. You know, prayer is going out for each and every one of you here. We're praying for Holy Ghost turn around in your lives. Amen. And, and, and when that happens, friend, amen, it, it, it's just, well, I'm getting off my notes. Amen. Discipleship is caught, is caught by exampleship. A disciple is one who follows the teaching of another, one who accepts and assists in spreading the doctrine of another. The disciples, they were with him and they watched it all how he preached, how he healed the sick, how he cast out devils. They saw that one, and it's a, it was amazing. Their eyes bugged out when, when Jesus, uh, uh, there was this man uh, at the tombs, uh, living in the tombs, uh, and, uh, and, and Jesus came to him, uh, and uh, he, he rebuked these 3,000. This man, I don't know how a man could have 3,000 devils. Looking at you, I think I could imagine some of you had 3,000 devils, amen. You know, but, uh, you know, he, he and, and, but the disciples, they saw that. They, he, they, they saw that. They say, they saw how did he do it? That was discipleship, amen. How do you, and, and, and when you disciple somebody, you just show them how you do it. I was always worried because I didn't know enough of the Word of God. Uh, you know, I don't know enough. And, and some preacher said, just show them what you know. Just show them what you know. Now, in John chapter 6, it's a story about Jesus feeding the 5,000. 
Okay, amen. Jesus uh, has just fed the 5,000. There's people, uh, and, and, uh, and there's 5,000 people plus, and, and they were eating, uh, as they were eating their fish and bread or fish and, fish and chips, amen. Uh, Jesus took the opportunity to say something because what he did, he wanted to know, he wanted to find out where everybody stood with him as the Son of God. In John chapter 6, verse 32, he said something that stopped them from eating. Jesus said, I tell you, <clears throat> I tell you the truth. Moses didn't give you bread from heaven. My father did. And now he offers you the true bread from heaven. The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world, and they stop eating. Verse 35, Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. And they looked that was blasphemy in their ears. That was something that only God, that is only reserved for God to say. Verse 41, then the people began to murmur in disagreement because he said, I am the bread that come down from heaven. Verse 42, they said, isn't this Jesus, the son of Joseph? We know his father and mother. How can he say, I came down from heaven? These are the same people that saw the miracles throughout the whole day. They saw Jesus speaking the word of God, also healing people, all kinds of matters of sickness. And they were eating, amen, from two loaves and three fish or something like that. And they don't see that. Verse 60, many of the disciples said, this is very, you hear it? Many of his disciples said, this is very hard to understand. How can anyone accept it? Verse 66, at this point, many of the disciples turned away and deserted. They just got up, got their food, and they said, I'm out of here. He's crazy. He's making himself as God. They, they, they left. They all, they all, could you imagine the exodus? I'm sure there were some that did stay. But the majority left. They went with the crowd. And that's what we have to be careful about when we go with the crowd. See, we, with Jesus in our lives, what happens, he, 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 he uh, there's a, uh, there, there's a, uh, 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 there's a separation there. You know, because you love the Lord, you're going to lose some friends. You're going to lose some friends. You're going to, they, they're wondering, why aren't you so, why aren't you like that anymore, Amorite? Why, why aren't you like that crazy Amorite? Because Amorite's not crazy no more. Don't you say anything. Amen. In 67, then Jesus turned to the 12 and asked, and he's turning to his own disciples now. 
He wanted to hear it from him, from them. He has to hear it from, from you. Are you going to leave? Are you going to, are you going to go with them? 68, Simon Peter replied, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words that give eternal life. We believe, underline that. We believe and we know you are the Holy One of God. Peter was speaking for all the disciples. They absolutely believed that Jesus was the Messiah. They truly believed that he was the Son of God and they gave up everything to follow him. That is what separate them from all the rest and they became his disciples because they believed in him. And then Jesus wanted to make sure in Matthew 16, verse 13, <laughs> that's our Lord, man. He always checks up on us. When Jesus came into the region, verse 13, in the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, some say John the Baptist. Come on, Jesus. Some say uh, Elijah. Others, Jeremiah or Jeremy. <laughs> I throw that in. Or one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say I am? Simon Peter said, you are the Christ the son of the living God. A disciple is one who follows the teaching of another, who, one who accepts and assists in the spreading the doctrine of another. So the question for you tonight, who do you say Jesus is? Who do you say Jesus? Oh, he's a philosopher. He's a teacher. Can you, can, you, can you say Jesus is my Savior? He is my Lord? That he is the Son of God? And that I believe that absolutely? Can you say that? Yeah. Or can I buy you out? Can I ask you, if you do, if you can't say Jesus is the Son of God and you believe absolutely you are a disciple, because there's nothing that I can talk you out of it. You are a disciple. I believe in Jesus. It took me a while, uh, you know, when I first got saved, it took me a while to really believe in Jesus Christ. I believed in him. Of course, I, I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior, but my head was not, being, was not transformed at the time in my first walk with the Lord. I said, oh, maybe, uh, you know, uh, where is Jesus? I need a, a little bit more of his help here. You know, uh, I, I, I can't. I, 
I, I need some deliverance because, uh, you know, I used to get into depression pits a lot, a lot you know. God, you, you can help me with these depression. Uh, can you lift that from me, Jesus? You are the healer, aren't you? I said, but do you believe? Do you believe? In the moment that I absolutely, 100% believe in Jesus, everything began to happen, and, and I began to be healed from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. And my wife was a happy camper. Thank you, Jesus. What's wrong with my, my hubby? He's getting better. <laughs> right? Amen. Amen. You could, yeah, that's, and that's forever. Amen. Hey, hey, no. <laughs> you can't even stop that. Amen. If you do, you are a disciple. And as his disciple, then follow his word. Follow his teaching. Get a hold of his word and read it. Read it and find out the one thing that he wants you to do that day. Do it. You're wondering, what do I do? Read the word of God and do it. Lastly, as a, as a disciple, we are to accept and assist in spreading the gospel. How? The same way the disciples did. That was the Great Commission. Amen. And the Great Commission, amen. The same way that you preach the gospel, Cast out devils, you speak with new tongues, you heal the sick, raise the dead. The disciples did it, they preached it, they taught it, they did the same thing Jesus did to others. You can read it in the book of Acts. They did it over and over again. They got saved, people got saved, 3,000 people got saved, 4,000 people got saved, one person got saved. People inherit, you know, inherit the king head. People were getting saved in the palace. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Amen. They, they threw the disciples in jail, and the whole jail got saved. And you say, well, I, I'm, not, I'm not a preacher. Oh, that's Okay. People would rather see a sermon than hear one. Can they see Jesus in your attitude? Can they see Jesus in the way you walk or where you walk? Are you going to places you ought not to be? Or do you walk, amen? You walk like there's something about you. There's something, and I'm, and you know, sometimes when I'm tired, I'm, I'm working there, you know, but it, it's funny, I, I lost my keys, I think it was my keys the other day, and I was, I was, oh man, I, I was getting stressed out, right? And then this, uh, one of the residents says, hey, uh, uh, I, I, I forgot, uh, Tita, she wanted the key, she wanted the key, and, and, and uh, uh, no, 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 uh, 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 for the laundromat, she wanted me to help her with her laundromat card, and so 
know, I'm like this, you know, I got this gutter like chancla, and I'm like this, like this, and, and she goes like, and, and I help her, and she goes, thank you, and, and, uh, and then uh, she comes, uh, comes back and knocks on the front door, and she, and she said, I said, is there something wrong with you? I go, why? He says, you usually have a smile. She's an older lady, a hallelujah lady, and she knew. I go, no, Dita, I, was, I just lost my keys, and I was just didn't know. And later on, when I found my keys, I was a happy camper again. So fickle, huh? <laughs> and the Lord convicted me of that. He did. You know what he told me? He told me, pick the fruit. Pick, pick the fruit of the Spirit. Long-suffering, joy. That's it. I, I remember, I forgot the lesson. Galatians 5.22, read it. And he says, pick the fruit. This is when you're down and out, pick the fruit, and the Holy Spirit will help you. Why didn't you pray about it? Why are you worried, even though you didn't find it after half an hour? Why don't you, you prayed before. Why was this any different? Why, why, why? Because every day is different. Every day that we see obstacles in our lives are different. But the Holy Ghost is the same. The Word of God is the same. That's why it's so uh, exciting to be a Christian. Hajena. It's so exciting because not the same, we have the same circumstances. Uh, but the Holy Ghost is there to help you. And if, you, if he's not helping you, there's something wrong with you. Jesus said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Is that true? Then when it's not happening, when is it going to happen? By faith. You know why Sister Mancha is always happy? Because she walks by faith. And when she's not, she doesn't cook good. Amen. You say, well, and the Bible says, heal the sick. And you say, you can't. I, I can't heal the sick, and that's true. You can't heal the sick. Jesus works it through you. When people talk to you about their aches and pain, say, can I pray for you? Heal the sick. You can't heal, but Jesus can. Speak with new tongues. So I can't speak in tongues. Why? Just speak it out. Holy goes, why would he put an emphasis about speaking in tongues? Because this, he wants you to have it. He wants you to get spiritual. He wants you to get lost in it. Raise the dead. Well, oh, that's a hard one. How can I raise the dead? Amen. Well, just tell him how you were raised from the dead. How would Jesus raise you from the dead? You were dead. You weren't a help to anybody, amen, only to yourself. You were dead. You didn't care about the next person next to you. You just cared about yourself. You were dead. You were self-centered. You didn't care. Only if you made it through the day. Well, Jesus turns everything around. Just like Lazarus, Lazarus, amen, Jesus called him out, amen, and, and he, he was dead. Lazarus was dead. He didn't even have any faith. And Jesus called him out. Jesus has called you out, hasn't he? 
Jesus has called you out to come out from the dead. He called life into you, friend. He called life into you. As you believe, absolutely believe in Jesus Christ, you are a disciple. And when you wake up in the morning, just ask him, Jesus, what do you want me to do today? And then do it. Do it, Lord. Who do you want me to talk to today? Then do it. Amen? It's altar call. You know how we could tell altar call's time is? Because we're freezing. That's altar time. Amen. Because we're freezing. In a few moments, I'll be opening up the altar to, to everyone. And I want to say, you know, uh, my life has been changed often, transformed when I surrendered to God, when I came up to the altar to, and I cried out to God. I remember that one cry out once when, after immense discipleship was talking about being a a better dad. I was being convicted. And so I went up to the altar. And I says, Scott, you're going to have to help me. I'm making mistakes here about my, my sons and my daughters. I need your help. Help me, Lord. And I don't know how he did it. I don't know how he changed my attitude. But he did. He did. I became a better father became a better husband because I went to the altar and I asked, Lord, I need your help. Before we do that, I'd just like to speak to the one who was invited to church this evening. Friend, God is the one who directed you here. He knows what's been going on in that head of yours. He knows the troubles in your heart. And he has an answer for you. And it's right here. God will heal you. God will forgive you. Because God is your answer. And, to, and the way to God is by the truth. And that is through his son Jesus. When you invite Jesus to come into your heart, you will find truth and you will find your way to God. Is that what you want, friend? If you're here. I am speaking to that one by faith. To the one that's going to fill that seat. You may not understand everything, but you know it's the right thing to do. Is that you, friend? Lift your hand. Would you like to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior of your life? Just lift your hand. Those that are online, if that is you, just say this. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart and be my Lord and be my Savior. I need your help. I open up my heart, Lord. Come in. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for coming into my heart. And friend, if you pray that prayer, just give us a call. And let us know. Amen. Friend, if you're away from God this evening and you're troubled and you want to ask the Lord tonight to renew your relationship you once had before, I believe the greatest thing that God wants to hear from us is that, Lord, I want to do what is right. If you want to renew your relationship with Jesus Christ, lift your hand. Anybody here that'd like to renew your relationship with the Lord? Okay. The congregation, would you stand? If God spoke to you today, just come. Come.